Chapter 14 of Around the World with the Children by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. On the Plain of Holland. Holland is divided into green fields with canals running through them, this way and that. There are little boats on the canals, and we can see their red sails moving, as it seems, through the green grass. The canals sometimes serve as fences. The gates are little bridges which can be raised to shut in the cattle, or dropped when the cattle are to be driven home to the stables. We see black and white cows grazing everywhere. Many of them wear blankets to keep off the flies. Here and there men are milking the cows out in the fields. The milkman sits on a stool with a bucket between his feet. He leans his head against the side of the cow. See, there is a man who has tied the cow's hind legs together to keep her from kicking. Holland is a great dairy country. Its cattle are so fine that many are shipped to other parts of the world. The grass grows well on the lowlands, and the cows have plenty to eat. We pass odd-looking farmhouses of brick, with steep roofs of red tiles, or of straw thatch, turned gray by the weather. We see windmills in all parts of the country. Each mill is a little tower with long wooden arms near the top, like the spokes of a great wheel. The arms carry sails and are turned by the wind in such a way that they move the machinery inside the towers. Some of the windmills pump the water from the fields into the canals, and the canals carry it out to the ocean. Some windmills grind wheat or do other kinds of work. Nearly every farm in the country has its windmill. The banks have been built up on both sides of the river to keep it from flowing over the land. There are banks also around many of the fields and strong walls of earth have been built along the seashore to prevent the ocean from rushing over the land and drowning the people. Such banks, or dikes, are to be seen in the greater part of Holland. Much of the land is below the sea level, and the roofs of some of the houses are lower than the keels of the ships that are sailing on the ocean nearby. Other parts of the country are even with the ocean, and some places are a little above it. The land is a low plain, and in the whole country, there are very few hills to be seen. A trip on a canal boat. We have left our Rhine steamer and are on a small boat going from town to town through the canals. Our boat has red sails and part of the time it is moved by the winds. When the wind fails, the men get out on the banks and pull it along. They have three big dogs to help them. Men and dogs pull on a long rope, dragging the boat through the water. Holland is a country where the dogs have to work for their living. We see them on the roads, drawing carts filled with milk or vegetables. In one place, we pass a dog team carrying two children to school. How the wind blows! It is almost always breezy in Holland. The land is so near the sea that the wind from the ocean sweeps over it. This wind moves the boats through the canals and keeps the great sail-like arms of the windmills turning around. At times, our boat passes through canals bordered with flowers. There are fields of red, yellow, pink, and white roses, and large beds of tulips and hyacinths that load the air with sweet odors. The Dutch are fond of flowers. They send many rose bushes and also the bulbs of tulips and other flowers to foreign countries for sale. We see some long-legged birds standing on the tops of the houses. They have their nests on the roofs and also on little platforms high up on poles in the fields. We watch them wading about in the ditches, poking their long bills into the mud. 
they are after the frogs and other small creatures that live in wet places those birds are storks they are the best friends of the dutch for they eat the worms and crabs that make holes in the dikes or banks that keep back the water the storks stay in holland only in summer they fly to the torrid zone near the equator when the cold weather comes jan and mina there are three dutch children with us on the canal boat they belong to the captain who has his home here the mother cooks the meals in the little kitchen and the family eat and sleep on the boat the children play about upon deck and sometimes when the boat is not moving they go on land and play on the bank of the canal they are jan a sturdy boy of nine years and mina his sister who is a year or so younger and there is little bright-eyed rosa who is too small to run about much by herself jan has on a black cap and a black suit his short tight jacket is buttoned up in front and his big black woolen trousers look as if they had been made for his father and cut down for him mina has on a white lace cap with horns of gold wire on each side of her forehead she wears a wide metal band under the cap this is a thin shell of brass which half covers the hair we can see the bright metal shining out through the white lace mina wears a black waist it has short tight sleeves that leave her arms bare she has on several very full skirts which fall to her ankles most of the children wear wooden shoes these shoes seem rough and clumsy to us but jan tells us they are just the thing for the lowlands where the water soaks through the ground and makes leather shoes wet the children ask us to race with them it is leather shoes against wooden shoes and strain as we may the wooden shoes are not far behind they want us to try their shoes we find that they are lighter than ours and are not at all bad jan can jump well in his wooden shoes he can even climb trees with them on before entering a house these people leave their shoes outside the door we go to a school in a small village and find a pile of wooden shoes near the doorsteps leading into the schoolhouse is this not a queer country where the shoes are cut out of wood and whittled to shape the dutch are always washing and scrubbing and dusting they give their boats a coat of fresh paint every year the floors of their homes are scrubbed until you can almost see yourselves in them every morning the doorsteps are washed and the streets swept out in the country the houses are of one or two stories and a farmer will often use a part of his house for the stable he will keep the hay in the garret and the cows may have their stalls in a room next to the kitchen the stables are kept clean and some of them may have windows with lace curtains in them the walls of the stalls are often painted black as high as the backs of the cows and snow white above that in some dutch houses we find that a single room serves for the parlor dining room and bedroom when we go in we see no sign of a bed there are little doors around the walls which open into closets where the beds are we open the closet door to get into bed next morning after the bed is made up the closet is closed and the room again looks like a parlor dutch food is good the people have the best of butter and cheese and they send a great deal of cheese to our country for sale they have good beef and mutton they raise excellent fruit and all kinds of vegetables they are famous also for their cakes and their candies games of the dutch children the dutch are fond of sports and they have all sorts of games both for summer and for winter in the winter the canals and rivers are covered with ice 
and everyone goes about on sleds or skates some of the sleds are hauled by horses or dogs and some are pulled by men women and children on some sleds too the people push themselves along over the ice by means of short sticks shod with steel points other sleds or ice boats have sails and the wind sends them whizzing along boys and girls go to school on their skates the schools in holland are much like our schools at home but the language is different and the books seem strange many of the winter games are played upon skates at that time the people put up tents on the ice and have stores inside them where they sell hot soup and milk and waffles covered with sugar the girls now take their dolls out for an airing and pull them about on doll sleds the boys push themselves over the ice on their wooden shoes by means of poles that end in steel points they run races and play tag on their skates two children will often skate together holding a long pole between them jan and mina think that winter is the best time of the year they tell us they like it because then the saint nicholas comes saint nicholas does for the dutch children what santa claus does for us and he comes twenty days earlier it is on the night of the fifth of december that this jolly old man is supposed to ride on his white horse over the roof of every dutch house he has a long beard like santa claus and is dressed in a red gown trimmed with white fur st nicholas has a black servant who carries two bags on his back one of the bags has presents for the good children and the other contains whipping rods for the bad ones dutch children do not hang up their stockings but they place their wooden shoes near the chimney as they do so they sing a song in which they ask st nicholas to put something nice into their shoes on st nicholas day every family in holland has a fine dinner and at that time presents are given the presents are hidden in different places and it often takes a long while for a child to find out just what his present is a tiny gift may be put in a big nest of boxes it may be baked in a loaf of bread or it may be wrapped up in a big ball of paper the longer it takes to find the present the more fun it is and then the children like the iertiken and the kermis these are two other holiday seasons during which they have a fine time Ayertiken comes on Easter Day. The word Ayer means egg. For several days before Easter, the children go from house to house begging eggs. Each child carries a wreath of green leaves on a stick and sings a song as he goes. When they have enough eggs, they boil them hard and stain them red or brown. On Easter Day, they roll the eggs against one another or crack them together. The egg that breaks belongs to the child whose egg remains whole the kermis is later in the year this festival lasts a whole week and there is nothing but fun all the time during the kermis every town has music and dancing it has games and peep shows and merry-go-rounds there are stores on the streets to sell dolls and toys and many peddlers of cakes candies and poffertjes and what are poffertjes they are tiny fritters made of buckwheat flour covered with butter and sugar and served piping hot the children watch the poffertjes cooking and buy them hot from the stoves a great seaport we shall end our travels in holland in the great seaport of rotterdam a seaport is a city or town on or near the coast where the ships can safely come to the land to take on passengers and goods sometimes seaports are not right on the ocean they may be on rivers that are so wide and deep 
that vessels can travel upon them far into the land. This is the case with many of the chief seaports of the world. The city of New York, our greatest seaport, is at the mouth of the Hudson River, and London, the chief seaport of England, is on the Thames, about 50 miles from the sea. Rotterdam is on one of the mouths of the River Rhine, not far from the ocean. We find many ships in the harbor at Rotterdam. They lie at anchor in the deep waters of the river, close to the wharves. We see their masts rising like trees above the roofs of the houses. Some of the vessels are loading, and some are putting off goods. Travelers from faraway countries are landing, and other travelers are going aboard the ships that are ready to sail. Several of the vessels now here are bound for America, and one of the biggest will leave this afternoon for New York. It will take only a little more than a week to cross the Atlantic Ocean, and we decide to take passage. We spend a few hours before sailing and visiting the shops where we buy presents to take home to our friends. We also go to the post office and mail picture postcards to Taro and Haruko-san in Japan and to Achi and Yisu in China and to Benito and Carmen in the Philippine Islands. We post some also to Limwiche and Isa and Hassan and Hada in Africa. There are ships going out from here to nearly all parts of the world. They carry mail as well as people and goods. Therefore, we know that our postcards will finally reach the friends we have met in the faraway lands. Let us look at the globe and mark out the nearest way by water to the home of each of our little friends. We mail picture cards also to Hansel and Gretel. They will be carried on the railways across country to Switzerland. We send other cards to Jan and Mina and Rosa. We should like to send picture cards to Iqua and Tuki and to Bald Eagle, Little Wolf, and Hummingbird, but they are not near any post office, so we must wait till we can send them by some traveler who is going their way. An Ocean Steamer The steamer in which we cross the Atlantic Ocean is like a great floating house. It has floor above floor, and these are called decks. Each floor has many rooms, and some of these are the cabins of the passengers. Each person may have his own cabin, a little room with a bed at the side, or two or three of us may sleep in one cabin in which the beds are like shelves, one above the other. Each cabin has its own window, a round hole covered with thick glass looking out on the sea. At night our light comes from electric lamps. Such lamps are to be seen on all parts of the ship. The electricity is made by engines in the lower part of the ship. Our meals are served three times a day in the big dining room, and we have soup and crackers and cakes and tea between meals upon deck. The food is as good as we have at home. During most of the voyage, there is only the wide blue ocean in sight. The water extends on and on to the horizon, or the place where the sky and earth seem to meet. Now and then we see the smoke of another steamer trailing along, and on some days pass great ships going so near them that we can wave our handkerchiefs to the passengers. The ocean seems to change every day. Now it is smooth. At other times there are waves with white caps racing like horses over the blue water. Again there are clouds in the sky and the water looks black and forbidding. A storm comes up and the great steamer rolls. The mighty waves dash over its prow, sending showers of salty spray high into the air. We are a little afraid at first, but our captain tells us that there is no danger. So we stand in our raincoats on the deck, holding tight to the rail and enjoying the sight. 
the time passes all too quickly and our voyage is soon at an end early one morning we catch sight of land we stop to take an american pilot on board and a little later we are moving through the smooth waters of new york bay we pass the huge statue of liberty and soon find ourselves at the wharves our parents and friends have already received wireless telegrams from us sent from the ship they are at the dock to meet us and with them we ride on the cars to our homes end of chapter fourteen